When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you loved the sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift receipt. Blog Talk Radio. Something in me wants to say 
Good evening. I pray that you are being truly blessed today. Uh, this is Dr. Maxine Thomas coming to you with Totally Whole Presents We Are One Woman Community Talk Show. I'm so excited that you decided to tune in uh, this evening, and I'm praying that God has a great blessing for you. It's so important as women that we have disciplined lives. So many times we are busy taking care of others and busy, some of us, uh, going to work outside of the home and also working within the home. Uh, we have so many uh, organizations um, that we may be a part of, whether it's at church or in the community, but yet God is calling us to a time and a season of uh, just uh, learning how to engage in self-improvement. And one way that we as women of God can engage in self-improvement is by having a disciplined life. Uh, life will throw us a lot of curveballs, and sometimes it seems like we may experience frustration, heartache, disappointment, and even grief, self-doubt, self-hatred even. But God wants us to know that we are fearfully and wonderfully made in his divine image. And, yes, I'm talking about Christian women feeling um, sometimes self-hatred and sometimes feeling inadequate or feeling insufficient um, to meet certain tasks or to measure up. Um, but God wants us to once again center in on self-care and self-discipline. One way that we can do that is by learning from the virtuous woman. Now, I know for a lot of us when we read Proverbs, 31, we become a little concerned because this virtuous woman, um, she seems almost fictitious. She seems like someone that we could not possibly match up to. But God wants us to know that we don't have to compare ourselves to the virtuous woman. We can learn from her, but we don't have to compare ourselves with her. So many times as women, we compare ourselves with other women. We're taught to do that even as little girls, comparing our hair length, for example, to uh, another girl's hair length, and uh, sometimes even the color of our skin, comparing it whether we're light-skinned or dark-skinned, that's how they used to say it, light-skinned and dark-skinned, um, but it doesn't matter what complexion you are, it doesn't matter how long your hair is or the length of your hair, it doesn't matter what your educational level is because some people may have uh, a degree, someone, someone else may not have, um, have earned a college degree, but God wants us to know that the important thing is are we um, striving to be more like Jesus? Are we striving to walk in his love and walk in his joy, walk in his presence? And God wants us to know that, yes, while education is important, and yes, while it is very important that we uh, do be conscious of, conscious of our physical appearance, because we wouldn't want to just leave out of the house without combing our hair or uh, changing, um, you know, um, our clothes that we wore something yesterday. Uh, and that's if you have the money and the ability to do it, because um, God wants us to realize that man looks at the outward appearance but that God looks at the heart. But yet and still, when it comes to self-care and self-discipline, it's important that we have these heavenly virtues. Um, conformity of one's life and conduct to moral and ethical principles is very important as it gives integrity to the ministry um, and to the work that we do and the Christian that we are. 
The mention of the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31 often brings with it thoughts of dread. How can I possibly measure up to this woman's standards? Yet God reminds us that it is a process. Yes, a process. And that we submit and surrender to the influence and guidance of the Holy Spirit, we too can become a woman of heavenly virtue. Yes, we're talking about that dreaded woman that most of us compare ourselves to. But let's look at Proverbs 31 at this time. And I'm going to read for us, um, starting with verse number 10. And so if you have a Bible, you can follow along with me or uh, but just listen and attune your ears that you might hear these words from the Bible. Proverbs 31, verse number 10, and I'll be reading through verse 31. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall not um, have need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant, the merchant's um, ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hand to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, and when he sitteth among the elders of the land, she maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdless, uh, girdles unto um, the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her household also, and and her husband, I'm sorry, also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands. And let her own works praise her in the gates. This is the word of the Lord. Aren't you excited about God's word? Now, I know once again that some of us are wondering, how can I possibly measure up? That we must do, you and I must do, if we're going to uh, be disciplined, is that we have to have a desire 
to be disciplined. We have to have a desire to be more like Christ. And in order to be like Christ and in order to have heavenly virtues and the, the virtue, um, a, a heavenly virtue, um, we have to be born again. We have to be saved. We have to cultivate the fruit of the spirit. If we are saved, then we will have spiritual fruit. People will be able to distinguish that we are saved by the fruit that we bear. We'll have that love that Galatians 5 speaks about, that peace and that joy, that self-control, and so forth. And if we're going to be a virtuous woman, then we've got to have some fruit of the Spirit. Now, I want to talk about eight principles of virtue as gleaned from Proverbs chapter number 31. The first virtue that I want to share with us tonight is that a virtuous woman safeguards her home and her family. I know I just read Proverbs 31 for us, but I want to look at verses 10 through 12 again, one more time. Verse number 10 says, Who can find a virtuous woman where her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. And verse 15 says, she rises also while it is yet night and give it to her household and a portion to her maiden. And verse number 23, once again, says her husband is known in the gate when he sitteth among the elders of the land. And so for those of us who are listening tonight, God wants us to know that it's important that we safeguard our home and our family. So many times as women, it can become a temptation to leave our home uncovered. Um, You may say, well, how would I leave my home uncovered? My goodness, I make sure that the windows are locked. I make sure that the door is locked. Um, But God wants us to know that there are some things that we must safeguard our home from. One thing that we must safeguard our home from um, is people who may want to destroy our family. Uh, to come in and to uh, bring uh, havoc or destruction within our household. And that havoc and destruction can come in with the spirit of negativity. And so we have to be careful who, who we invite into our house. We have to be careful about who we allow our children uh, to bring into our house. And sometimes even the clothes that come into our house and that's hanging in our closet, if we're going to safeguard our home. We have to pray prayers of asking God to move out anything from our household that would be a spirit of negativity or that would somehow take our focus off of God. One more time, that could be clothing that's in our closet. It could be food, something as simple as food in our refrigerator. We must safeguard our household by protecting them, um, sometimes it's protecting them by uh, cooking foods that are healthy and nutritious. A lot of times we think in terms of, well, what can I do to protect my family? What can I do to protect my children and even to protect my marriage? Well, we've got to safeguard. We've got to ask God to help us to be wise women, women who would say, what is it in my house that is causing confusion? What is it in my refrigerator that may not be healthy for my family? What is it even in my heart 
that may not be healthy for myself and for my household. So we got to learn how to safeguard. And the only way that we can do that is by keeping our ears attuned to God, by having the Holy Spirit within us to lead us and to guide us uh, into all truth. So safeguard that which God has blessed us with. And if we are going to safeguard something, then we must feel that it's worth safeguarding. We must feel that the future that God has for our children, the future that God has for our marriage, it is worth safe women about our children or about our husband or our spouse. Because a lot of times we leave the door open for negativity to come in because we have shared some things that we may not, that we may should not have shared with someone else. Uh, Even with going to church, a lot of times the reason why our family members may not want to come to church is because we come home from church and we talk about everything and everybody but Jesus. But we got to learn how to safeguard. We got to learn how to protect. We've got to learn how to ask God to put a blood covering over our children, over our household. Safeguard. Okay, the second principle that I want to talk about, um, well, that's also in Proverbs 31, and it says that we are to specialize in getting the job done and to be unselfish in sharing with others. And so this woman in Proverbs, this woman that we sometimes may feel prone to compare ourselves with. Let's look at verse number 18. It says that she perceiveth um, that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. And so we've got to know that we have something that is worth sharing with others. We've got to know that we have been given and blessed with gifts by God and that we ought to be willing to share them with someone else. Um, and if we're going to realize that we've got to know that God has made us perfectly in his image. Um, he's given us some gifts, yes, but this proverbial woman in verse number 13, it says that she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hand. What has God placed in you that you can share with someone else? For some of us, it may be the gift of poetry. It may be the gift of song. It may be the gift of sewing. It may be the gift of being a preacher or a teacher or dance or a mime. I don't know what God has given to you, but whatever it is that God has given, then we've got to specialize in getting the job done, whatever it is. Don't look at what your sister has in her hand, but what has God placed in your hand? What has God given you that's good, that's worthy and worth sharing with someone else? Another principle that we can glean from Proverbs 31 is that a a disciplined woman, a woman of heavenly virtue, serves well in her labor, serves well. That means that whatever she finds to do with her hands, she does it well. A lot of times we settle for good, but good is the enemy of excellence. Do enough to get by. But I believe that God is calling us to have a spirit of excellence. Now, when you have a spirit of excellence, it does not mean that you are perfect. Because if the truth is told, each and every one of us are still in process. 
Remember I said a little earlier that this proverbial woman, this woman of virtue, is a woman that uh, is in process. God reminds us that it's a process and that we must submit and surrender to the influence and guidance of the Holy Spirit. God wants us to serve, but he wants us to serve well. Now, another thing that I'm very concerned about is that for some of us, we serve and we serve well, we do a good job, but how do we end? Do we end well? I'm concerned about pastors and preachers and teachers uh, and even as parents. Sometimes we can do a good job starting out, but somehow along the line, along the way, we become undisciplined. There's that word disciplined again. We must have a life of discipline. Discipline ought to be a lifestyle. We ought to ask God to help us to serve and to serve well in our labors. I'm Dr. Maxine Thomas, and you're listening to Totally Whole Presents We Are One Woman Community Talk Show. I'm going to go to a commercial break, and then we'll be back. So don't go anyplace. We're talking about the virtuous woman tonight, heavenly virtues. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays, is Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Lamore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Kennett and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walters and Zakia Lana. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul. Break the cycle of mediocrity. Did you know that most people don't like waking up to an alarm clock every morning? 
How would you like to make a full-time income working part-time from home? The largest percent of people who make six-figure or more do it from a home-based business. You can design your own future with a company that is fun, fast, friendly, and rewarding. The Limu Company is new to the Baltimore area, looking for a few good men and women. If you are a leader and you're sick and tired of the Monday to Friday 9 to 5 grind, if you want to set your own schedule and pay, contact Gloria at 443-326-1943. That's 443-326-1943 or email gleach7 at verizon.net. That's gleach7 at verizon.net. I'll see you at the top. All right, this is Dr. Maxine Thomas. Welcome back to Totally Whole Presents We Are One Woman Community Talk Show. Tonight we're talking about heavenly virtue, and virtue is very important in the life of a Christian, certainly in the life of a Christian woman. Uh, Once again, it's a process. For most of us, we are um, a little intimidated when we hear or read Proverbs 31. But tonight I'm, I'm sharing with us eight principles that are found in Proverbs 31. And, yes, you can be a virtuous woman. You don't have to compare yourself with Barbara or Sally or Jane or Kadisha. But God wants you to know that when we are saved, when we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, and when we have a desire to walk in love and to walk in joy, to walk in victory, that God can help us to live a disciplined life. But we have to have that desire. So now I want to share with us some more from Proverbs 31. Um, The fourth principle is that a virtuous woman speaks wise words and kind words. Standing beside somebody or sitting beside somebody, look look them in the eye right now and say, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? If we look at Proverbs chapter 31, verse number 26 says, she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness, kindness. You know, I remember when uh, when I was in school and when my children were in school that one of the mottos or rules was that if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Another one is that we ought to speak words that help and not words that hurt. I'd like to also add to that tonight that we ought to speak words that bring healing, words that bring life, words that bring victory, words that bring peace, instead of bringing words, speaking words that bring destruction. And the list could go on and on. The Word of God tells us that the power of life and death is in the tongue. I wish somebody would just ask themselves today, what are you talking about? Now, if we're going to be a woman um, of heavenly virtue, then we've got to ask God to change our vocabulary. We've got to unlearn some things, or whatever it is that has been causing you to talk and speak negatively about yourself and about others. You have to say, Lord, teach me how to talk all over again. Remember when our children were little and and they um, started learning one word at a time and sometimes it didn't come out quite uh, like the word. They they didn't know how to really pronounce it, but the more they said it, the more they tried to articulate, uh, they became better and better at it. 
And it's the same thing with us, with you and I, even though we're adults and we know how to talk already. But the more we practice, and I said practice, speaking positive words, the easier it will come. So we ought to just ask God to change our vocabulary. Help us to learn how to speak words that bring light. Um, and I know that each and every one of us have heard the saying that we ought to think twice before we speak once. And if we're going to be a wise woman, a proverbial woman, a woman who has heavenly virtue, and a woman who speaks wise words, then we have to have a changed mind because whatever is in our mind, whatever is in our heart, is that which is going to come from our mouth. And if we have goodness in our heart and we have wisdom in our heart, then that's what's going to proceed from our mouth. And so ask God to change your talk. Um, I know that some of us out there, we want to well, we want to save the whole world. But God is saying, how about saving your tongue? How about allowing God to save your tongue? Uh, you know that little member in our mouth that's unruly, that little member that can be so destructive, can be just as destructive as fire. God wants us to speak words of life and healing and peace. Okay, another uh, principle that, that I want to just share with us tonight from Proverbs 31 is that a wise woman, a woman of heavenly virtue, surrenders to the fear of God. Let's look at verse number 25. Okay, verse 25 says, Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Rejoice. Does anybody know anything about rejoicing? Strength and honor are in her hands, and she knows how to rejoice. Surrender to the fear of God. My sisters, we must learn how to say all to Jesus. I surrender. It takes strength to be able to surrender. A lot of times we want to have it our way. You know, we have that Burger King religion, you know, have it your way at Burger King. But when we're on the Lord's side, we can't have it our way. We have to say, I want to have it God's way. It's not my way or the highway, but it's God's way. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. And so if we're going to have the heavenly virtue, if we're going to be a virtuous woman, then we have to to live a surrendered life. We have to fear God, surrender to the fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. A lot of times um, we think, well, oh, my God, I can't do this because uh, God is like a big judge sitting up there on the throne, and uh, he may even send a lightning bolt. You know, some of us are afraid, boo, uh, we're afraid of God. But the kind of fear that we're talking about today is not the kind of fear that brings torment, but it's the kind of fear that is a reverential fear where we have a respect and an honor for God. And if we're going to have heavenly virtue and if we're going to surrender to God, then we must have a a, a holy fear, a reverential fear for God. And when we also look at the virtuous woman, a virtuous woman separates between that which is soulish and that which is spiritual. A, a, A virtuous woman is one who realizes 
that she must live a life that is holy and pleasing unto the Lord. And so verse number 22 says, she maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. That virtuous woman is a woman who is a royal woman. She has a royal character and a royal personality. Uh, She's a holy woman. She's a woman who knows something about having a clean heart. Um, Once again, we look at the outward appearance, but God wants us to know that he's looking at the inward appearance, what we have on the inside. Yes, God wants us to be dressed up. God wants us to look blessed and to walk blessed, to act blessed, and to be blessed. But God wants a virtuous woman to realize that her clothing, the clothing that she wears, ought to be royal when people look at you, they ought to, you and I, they ought to see something holy and something different, something unique and something special and wonderful. And so we're talking about the virtuous woman tonight, the virtuous woman who speaks wise words, the virtuous woman who surrenders to the fear of God. Um, the next principle I want to talk about is a virtuous woman separates between that which is soulish and that which is spiritual. Well, let's see what verse number 25 says. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. We've got to learn how to separate that which is worldly and that which is of God. Well, you may say, well, how can I do that? Read the word of God. Study the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. And God will give us the understanding of that which is spiritual and that which is soulish. Um, My sisters, as we think about God, think on God, meditate on God's word, as we reach out to God and surrender our all in all to him, I want to play a special song for you. And I want you to just, if you're able to do so, just slip your hands up and say yes to the Lord. Just say yes to God.
Totally Whole presents We Are One Woman Community Talk Show. We're looking at Proverbs chapter 31, and I am just sharing with us some principles that are found um, in this particular chapter. The next principle is that a virtuous woman sends the right messages to men by her appropriate conduct. Now, I know sometimes um, we may encounter those and 
some of us, we may have been that woman who has not demonstrated appropriate conduct in the manner in which we interact with men. Um, Proverbs 31 verses 11 through 12 says, The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall not um, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. How important is it that we have a pure heart? Because if we have a pure heart, that will help us to have the right conduct, to present ourselves in the right way in dealing or in interacting with, how many of us have said as women that, well, you know, we can tell when a woman is uh, purposely doing something to flaunt or, or to try to throw herself, so to speak, at a man. Uh, for some of us, if we're not careful, we'll end up going out on a date with someone else's husband, all in the name of saying that we're doing it because we're business partners, so to speak. But Satan is crafty. And if we're not careful, if we're not prayed up, if we don't have our hearts Right. If we do not have a pure heart, we can find ourselves compromising and playing games. Um, but if we're going to be virtuous and have a holy life, if we're going to walk in love and walk in peace and purity and power, then we must strive to send the right messages. Our husbands ought to be able to trust in us and to know that we're not about foolishness or playing games. Our husbands ought to be able to trust that we are the one and the only one that can satisfy him. Well, as the truth is told, God is the only one that can truly and fully and completely satisfy any of us. But we have to make sure that we are yielded, a yielded vessel before the Lord. Ask God to purify our thoughts. Ask God to give us a pure heart. Give me a pure heart. Give me a clean heart so that I can serve, so that I can make sure that I'm a faithful wife and a dutiful mother, an honorable woman, a woman of integrity, a woman of grace and peace and power. The last virtue that, or principle rather, that I would like to mention is that a virtuous woman stands tall among women. Shall I read verses 29 and through 31 for us, verses 29 through 31, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gate. How tall are you? A lot of us measure ourselves um, you know, with a measuring tape and we go to the doctor's office and we come back and we say, well, the doctor said that I'm uh, five foot three and a half or whatever, five foot 12, uh, I'm sorry, five foot 11 or what have you. But a lot of times, once again, we are looking at the outward appearance. We're looking at how tall we are on the outside. But how tall are we on the inside? How tall are we spiritually? How tall are we in grace? How tall are we in being a woman of integrity and a woman of character? We can't do it by ourselves. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. 
Yesterday was Pentecost Sunday, and some of us had services, and we just sought the Lord, and we asked God to send the power of the Holy Ghost to fill us up. In order to be a virtuous woman, we need Holy Ghost power. We can't depend on our own height or on whatever it is, our own intellect, but we have to have the power of God living on the inside of us to help us to stand tall, to walk tall, to live tall. My sisters in the Lord, it's time to go, but before we go this evening, I want to just um, have a word of prayer. There may be someone out there who uh, who you really you really want to be a woman of virtue. You really want to be a woman of integrity and honor. You really want to be honorable in your relationships and even in your relationship with the Lord. It's time to seek God while he may yet be found because God is the only one that can really, really help us to be a woman of integrity, to be a woman who stands tall among other women, to be a woman who walks in love and peace and power and purity. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord. We thank you, O God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your omnipotence because you are an all-powerful God, an all-loving God, an all-knowing God. God, as we come, we humble ourselves in your very presence. And we ask, oh God, that you would have mercy upon us. Forgive us of all, all of our sins, oh God. God, we can't even say if we've done anything that's not been pleasing to you because we know that we have committed some sin, whether it was by thought, word, or deed, and have mercy upon us, wash us, and cleanse us, oh God. God, we want to be that virtuous woman that we read about and that we hear about in Proverbs 31. God, we don't want to compare ourselves to her because for some of us, oh God, we sleep in late. We may not be that woman who rises up early, but God, help us to be a woman still who would rise up in faith and who would rise up in integrity, who would certainly stand tall among other women. Help us to be that woman who works well with the gifts that you have given unto us, oh God. And help us, oh God, to just reach out to others, to reach out to the poor and those who are less fortunate than ourselves. God, help us, Lord, to stand tall. Help us to live a life that reflects you, oh God. Father, I'm praying right now, if there's anyone here, Lord, under the sound of my voice, that does not know you and the pardon of their sins. For God, we realize that we can't live a virtuous life unless we're saved, unless we have Jesus on the inside. So God, I'm praying that you would touch somebody's heart right now. And if they don't know you and the pardon of their sins, let them realize, oh God, that they have a soul that needs to be saved. God, you said in your word that you sent your word and healed and delivered from destruction. God, you said in your word that you gave Jesus to die on the cross that we might be saved from all of our sins. So, God, if there's anyone out there who does not know you in the pardon of their sins, let them reach out to you right now. Let them pray the prayer of faith and ask God to forgive them of their sins. And, oh, God, just allow them to just invite you to come into their heart right now. God, we thank you that you died for us, that you were buried, and on the third day you arose from the dead. Oh, God, we thank you for saving somebody right now. Right now, right now, God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord, for filling somebody up with the Holy Ghost, oh, God, that they would be able to walk right and to live right, to talk right and to be right. 
God, we thank you, Lord, for an opportunity, Lord, to talk about this virtuous woman tonight. Help us, Lord, to be that virtuous woman, not comparing ourselves to anyone else, but looking in the mirror of your word, O oh God. Father, we just thank you, we love you, we honor you, and we praise you, and we ask all of these blessings in Jesus' mighty name. Let all of the people of God say amen, amen, and amen. I'm Dr. Maxine Thomas, and you've been listening to Totally Whole Presents We Are One Woman Community Talk Show. We want you to be encouraged today to continue in your walk with the Lord. If you stumble along the way, the important thing to remember is don't stay down there, but get up and continue to walk in the wisdom and the knowledge of God. My friends, you are really loved. The deals are getting hotter during the dear days of summer. Get 0% financing for 60 months on all John Deere compact tractors. Plus, get a best-in-class six-year powertrain warranty at no additional cost. Hurry in today for the hot deals of summer. Offer ends August 2nd, 2016, subject to approved installment credit with John Deere Financial. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Visit your local John Deere dealer today to take advantage of special savings going on now. Find out more at myjohndeeredealer.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.